again for the first time in 2014 and I excuse myself for not being here live earlier this year. Uh, we had some um, issues we had to deal with but uh, we are fresh and live again and today with me I have a very dear and special guest, one of my very oldest, I think oldest friends in the US um, and not only that but one of the very few uh, women in SEO that were around when I got into the business. Um, so welcome to my dear friend, uh, Ann Kennedy. Welcome. Well, thank you, Michael. It's great to be here. Good. Yeah, we don't, uh, we don't get to see each other so much, but we talk as much as we can. Uh, and I'm glad to have you here uh, on the show. Uh, I think I'm right in saying that I think you've been around SEO almost as long as, uh, as, as, long as I have. Uh, and in marketing, of course, even longer. Um, it's, when did it's, you get into? Uh, well, I've been in marketing um, for four decades or more, <laughs> but um, I started doing SEO in 1997, so not quite as long as you. But I do remember the first time I met you, Mickle. Uh, can I tell that story? Only take a minute yep. or less. <laughs> um, I it was at a, a, a very early SES, and you were there with somebody else talking about. Um, Oh, what was it? Uh, 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 the IP selection, um, you uh, know, cloaking. Cloaking. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. We it, have it. Nobody's got it. Uh, John yeah, Hurt. You uh, and John Hurt. And I noticed yeah. everybody. Edit. It's first time I met you. Everybody else at the conference was in jeans and t-shirts, and you guys had on really good suits. And I went home and I thought, <laughs> this stuff must pay really well. <laughs> Yeah, the truth is, it it, it actually did, uh, yeah. but I I don't know. Uh, John Hurt was a was a, I haven't seen him for many years. Uh, I I briefly had some contact with him on on, on Twitter or something uh, some some years ago, um, but yeah, I I haven't seen him much uh, since the early days of of SEO. But yeah, he was he was uh, together with Ralph uh, Tech Meyer uh, or, or Phantom Master on the European yeah. side of things. He was uh, running a game on, on, on delivering the, the data for, for, for cloaking, the IP data, the search data. Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, the very early days. Anyway, things have changed a lot since then. And, um, and today um, we're going to talk about some, um, some topics that are up at the moment. Uh, Google, um, or Matt Cox just came out with uh, another one of his videos, uh, this time about eight links. Uh, so we're going to talk. A little bit about links. Once again, surprise, surprise, <laughs> links is on the, on the list. <laughs> um, so talking a little bit about links. We also going to talk about another thing that came out in discussion um, uh, this week uh, about um, how Google is changing uh, its face, um, taking a lot more of the real estate with uh, internal services and trying to basically keep on the site rather than sending them to us. <laughs> so um, there was an interesting uh, chart putting up on, put up on the web uh, this week and some discussions about it. We're going to talk a little bit uh, about that. And uh, well, let's see how much time we get, but um, maybe we will get into a few more issues and some of that. But um, I think maybe we should just start out with uh, we're talking a little bit about links uh, because Google put out, uh, as I said, uh, this new uh, video. I think it was today, or maybe maybe one of the recent days, about um, about link spam. So, um, and, and specifically about paid links, and uh, addressing the very basic issue about the fact that um, it's not, of course, always easy to determine when something is paid. Uh, it's obvious that some websites are selling links. You know, you can go to the website and say buy a link, you know, or maybe they, they send out emails and stuff, and it's very easy and obvious to see that they're selling links. But there are also a lot of other cases where 
you know, with what if I buy you a beer? What if I buy you a dinner? What if you know I help you in your garden and then you you make a link to me? When 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 is it a paid link? And and in this video, um, Matt Cott is is pointing out how Google is trying to review this, uh, and of course, you know, even favors that are not money, but maybe a gift card or something that are close to money, Google would theoretically see as a paid link as well. So you saw that video as well, didn't you, um, And I did, and I was um, thinking that, you know, in the old days and even currently in what we call public relations or publicity or media relations, uh, buying somebody a food and drink is like the time-honored practice because it works because the journalists have to eat too, and they respond well to that. So, yeah, I was wondering if, if maybe um, they kind of missed the point in trying to separate all these fine distinctions about what's paid and what's not. I mean, to some extent, um, an awful lot of links are paid. And the one they left out, tell me what you think of this, Mikkel. If, you know, sometimes we get a, a company that we need to put on um, trying to do some link building for, and we have them join a professional association, and they have to pay a membership to get listed in the directory to make it a link back to, you know, some kind of relevant thing. Yeah. Uh, is that a paid link? You know, it, 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 you know, following one uh, set of logics, I would say, yeah, it is. Uh, you, you, you're paying and you're getting a link. But as Google is pointing out, um, it's more the intent of it. If if you are if you are if you're getting the membership to get the link, and that's the only reason, then the intent you know is 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 wrong according to how Google look at it. So from 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 that theory point of view, it, it's it's a it, it could be a paid link and it may not be a paid link. Um, I, I remember that that some some like when 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 the Olympics was taking on in China when was it a couple of years ago. Um, we were talking about that they had the most obvious paid links because the, the primary sponsors of the event, I think it's like five companies or something. It's very, very few, like Coca-Cola and I can't remember the other ones, Samsung maybe or something. Um, really, really big sponsors. They had a page uh, linked from the front page on the Olympic site um, just with the links to the five sponsors. So it was a very, very high link value because everybody, of course, linked to that Olympic site. So I think it was like a page rank eight or nine site or something. And so, you know, we were talking about, is that really a paid link? In a way, I wouldn't say it, it is because they didn't pay the millions and millions of dollars that they paid for premium sponsorship just to get the link. That would be <laughs> still yeah. would be way too much for that link. Uh, they, they paid for that sponsorship because it makes sense from a marketing point of view. And so they just got the link as a side bonus. Um, and they probably didn't even think about that part of it. So so Google would probably not see that as a paid link according to how, how Matt is, is talking about it here. Probably not. But don't forget, those side bonuses are all uh, good marketing. Yeah, and and you know there's there's like I think there's a, there's a couple of other sides to this discussion because one thing is as, as you're talking about is, but why is paid suddenly wrong? You know why 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 and and I mean to put it even broader, why is 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 giving favors in exchange for for getting publicity suddenly wrong? I mean as you as you point out, this has been around way before internet. <laughs> It's a very common practice that you you exchange favors. That you know, I take you out for dinner, and you find it interesting what I'm talking about, and you write it when you get home to write your column in your newspaper or your blog or whatever you do. It it, it has been around forever. <laughs> um, so so why not put a value on that? Well, the the interesting wrinkle on that that I see is the logic to answer the question you're asking right now is because the journalists were expected to maintain some kind of journalistic integrity by not accepting payment for something. But Google is not a journalist media. It's a publisher. You know, it's, it's a different kind of, um, it's, it's a different kind of entity somehow. So I'm not, I'm not seeing all the way through to that logic that they can say these are bad and you can't have these. I mean, how many movie reviewers and play reviewers, theater reviewers pay for their seats? They don't. No, but even journalists get manipulated with 
professionalism. You know, if, 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 if journalists was as clear as you suggest they should be, then they wouldn't talk to, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, what do you call them, Com communication, uh, information, yep. uh, people, P -P -P like PR companies, people. You know, or spin yeah. PR people, then you wouldn't talk to them at all. You know, but, but journalists have to talk to them because that's one of their channels of, of information. But, but of course, newspapers get manipulated as well. You know, all media gets manipulated <laughs> in, the, in, in the end. But I'm just, I'm just, you know, questioning whether it's a good idea from a certain point of I'm, view to I'm not look at paid that. links. Yeah. And, and actually, I always, yeah. suggest, I always suspect it. I haven't actually been able to prove it. It's really difficult to prove things like that for, 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 for without a doubt. But I always suspected that Google is actually sometimes valuing links, even if they know they're paid links, because it makes sense. Because sometimes yeah. it makes sense. And, and you and I could sit here for hours and come up with uh, suggestions for when it makes sense. But I guess most of you listeners out there know that there are just you know, situations where it would make sense to put a value on a paid link. So, uh, and, and, and if that makes sense, then I don't think, you know, Google is not going to do it. Because in my experience, there's a big difference between <laughs> uh, what Google puts out in public, what Matt tells in these videos, and what they tell at public in conferences and stuff like that, and what they actually do. Sometimes they, they, they do things a little bit different than, than what they see in, in public. For, for sure, it's fair, for sure. That's fair enough, that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair enough. There's no law about having to be honest about that, but <laughs> that's fair enough. But the other thing is, even if we, 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 we say, we agree with, with Matt on, on, on this uh, and say, okay, these are the definitions for paid links and, and stuff, and, and this is, an, it's the intent. How on earth is he going to be able to do that? How on earth are they going to detect intent? Well, hey, isn't that, that what Google's that, I mean, all that, about <laughs> these days? Knowing intent? <laughs> no, but that, I mean, that's always been, 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 a, been a problem because there's been, you know, intent issues before uh, in, in relevancy discussions. But how, how can you prove intent? And how can, you, how can you prove the exchange of favors that by definition cannot be tracked? Because it's offline, you know, because I met you at a bar, I gave you a drink, and you said, thank you, Miguel, I'm going to link to you. You know, how are you going to track things like that? <laughs> of course, if it's obvious, if you go to your blog and say, oh, Miguel bought me a drink, and in exchange for that, I'm going to give him a link. You know, if you're that stupid and obvious, then, of course, Google can detect it. But if you're not, <laughs> if you're just, you know, going and say, I was just thinking about Miguel, he's a really cool guy, you should go and visit his website, and you have a link. It how can they detect that we exchange favors? Uh, I just you know don't see that happening. It, yeah, um, it gets really murky around there. You know, it's real fun. So, so again, and I I know we said this many times before on on, on this uh, show, but again, when you, when you when you listen to Google, listen to Matt, he has a lot of interesting things to say. But you have to keep in mind that he's also a, a, a PR agent for Google. <laughs> he's a public figure. He uh, he explains what Google wants you to know. And, and, and in this case, as most other cases, what he's saying is not wrong. It's just not the complete story. <laughs> well, it looked to me like maybe it was a little bit of let's talk, tell everybody all this stuff, give them something new to worry about, you know, these fine distinctions um, to keep their minds off something else, which I have observed do Google doing quite often. Yeah, and again, as I, as I say, he's not he's not lying because I'm I'm pretty sure that what he's saying in the video is the way Google wants to analyze links. Yeah. But again, he's not stating in the video that they know how to do that. They that they know how to analyze that I bought you a beer in a bar and therefore you're linking to me sort of things. Yeah. You know, he's not pointing out that they know how to do that. And and I know pretty sure yeah, I'm pretty sure that they don't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, um, Keep all the SEOs nervous. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, exactly. You know, if he put out statements like that, if he put out videos like that, he is going to make uh, uh, at least some, some SEOs uh, nervous. Anyway, it was a little bit about paid links. Uh, I think it's always an interesting subject. I, you know, in general, I actually don't do much paid links uh, in, in, in the industries that I'm working in currently and with the clients I'm working in. Uh, but on the other hand, I can clearly see uh, uh, situations where we would definitely do it, and and I don't think I still don't think that if you 
if you don't overdo it, uh, if you don't do the most obvious things uh, and are not stupid about it, you can still, you know, do do a certain link uh, and 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 get get good results with that. I'm 100 well, sure of that. That's the bottom line, isn't it? Don't be stupid. <laughs> don't be stupid. Yeah, exactly. And talking about links, I was just uh, uh, um, pointing out an interesting thing about links on my own blog, uh, Danish blog, unfortunately, uh, this one. Uh, but pointing out an interesting thing about links, and I'm involved, you know, as a consultant for 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 many large companies, and I'm also involved as an investor and own part part owner of of some some large community site. Um, and I was just thinking the other day that it, it it's interesting that with all these types of sites, we don't actually do any link building. I've been involved with some of these sites for years. They're very prominent. They get tons of, of, of search traffic, organic search traffic, really well ranked. But we don't do any link building because these sites actually survive on exactly what Google tells us to do. Put up some great content, engage with users, and they will naturally link to you and talk about you on social media. They will rank well, and these sites do. <laughs> you yeah. know, so, so I'm just you know, thinking that even though a lot of times for a lot of industries, for a lot of Types of websites you can't do that. You can't do the same. You can't be a big media if you're selling this, you know, stupid kind of widgets or something. But it's just you know, it's actually possible to get really, really great results that way. And what it also reminds me of is that maybe a lot more websites should adapt some of the elements of what these websites do. You know, these community sites, these newspaper websites, we break big brand websites. Um, but yeah, I, I, I know that you've been dealing also a lot with, with really big brands uh, that, um, that don't need to engage well, in, in active you know, traditional link building. It's, it's, it's like you say, they've got great content everybody wants to link to. But also remember that they have big brands. And what would Google's homepage look like? What would their search results look like if they didn't have these big brands in there? You know, people, it's its sort of Google needs to make these prominent. They don't need links to find them. You know, no, but, but, but even, if you, even if you look at the link data, it, 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 it most often uh, totally uh, uh, defends the, the rankings that they have. I mean, if you look at IBM.com's link data or Microsoft's uh, link data or any of these really big brand players and look at the link data, it's really, really good. <laughs> Not surprisingly, yeah. uh, and 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 so it, it it really it really it really underlines or at least argues why they have these good uh, rankings. So so uh, yeah. But you're right. Of course, there's also a brand issue and brand factor in it. But but you know, it, I think even with just standard algorithm kind of looking at those links, they they, they should rank well. Um, so they don't. It, it, at least they don't need to. But of course. You know, we can't all be IBM. You know, we can't all be Microsoft. Most of most of you there listening have much smaller brands. But what I'm just suggesting is that look at look at some of the things that these websites are doing to attract all these links. I mean, look at the the. I mean, the website I'm involved in as an investor in Denmark. Uh, 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 I think I mentioned it before, but it doesn't matter what it is. But it's a community website, so it's driven by engagement. It's driven by great yep. content. A lot more websites could do similar things and gain the same advantage. Get more great content, you know, get more user engagement, more time spent on site, and all these factors that count today. And get more links because people do link more naturally to things they engage with. You know, people like to link to things they engage with uh, on, the, on, on the web. Discussions, great content. They talk about it in social media. So you do get all these great links without doing any active link building. Instead, you invest your money into building great content and, and engagement. Um, and it actually, it actually does work. So I was just you know, wanted to point that out because mostly on straight point, strike point, we talk about a lot more advanced and, and difficult and you know, crazy ideas for link building, which you sometimes also need. But just keep in mind that there's also a lot of organic um, links to get. <laughs> There was a suggestion, um, or not so much a suggestion, but um, an image, interesting image that came up on Facebook, um, probably been spread around as well, but image on how Google could look in the future. And it was uh, a screenshot of a search result <laughs> with, um, let's just say, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, of, of internal uh, Google things, uh, an Olympic um, search, I think it was middle count. Yeah, middle count was a search. And, and most of the stuff um, above the fold, 
in that search was Google-owned property. So essentially, Google was more functioning as an answer machine rather than what we usually you know call a traditional search engine, preferring traffic to um, to information. Um, so how do you what, what do you think about that? I I want to say that I think Google's made it clear in so many ways um, ever since Knowledge Graph that it is going to be a um, a, a publisher, and I like the way you said answer machine. You you must know that uh, Larry Page has been quoted since the beginning multiple times saying that their their ultimate goal for Google is that all we have to do is think a question and Google will answer it in our ear in our brain. <laughs> So so this is just, and here's the other thing I want to bring up. Since the in- introduction of schema, we SEOs are helping them do this. What do you think of that? Well, yeah, it's, it's kind of a side discussion to, to, to that. Yeah. Uh, well, I, 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 I don't understand anything so. Um, it, it, well, you know, it, it, um, it, it's, it's a kind of a separate discussion. I think, you know, okay. there are some arguments for it, and, but also against it. And, and Because in any case, they could get that data if they wanted to. So, so it's, it's, yeah. uh, it's not... Well, just it's not it, like yeah. I'm saying we shouldn't use it. I don't think we have a lot of choice. But when I look at this page that you, you know, the, the uh, metals count page, you're right. Where are the organic results? But I think there's a whole lot of other um, there's a there's a whole lot of other issues uh, um, connected with with, with with that thinking because I'm totally agree that Google is definitely thinking more and more as an answer machine let's just call that yeah. and 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 want to keep the traffic on their side and stuff like that it made when when I saw this uh, image um, and of course we discussed this this topic uh, in, in in some years now but when i saw this image it, it reminded me of the very early days of of search uh, back around year 2000 i was um some of you listeners out there know i was the general manager of at that time the biggest search in, in scandinavia Kassir, uh, in the danish department and uh, so i was on the other side of things interesting and managing search and um and i um, i remember even back then it was a big issue for me because it was back where we had portals. Remember portals? You know, like oh, Yahoo yeah. and those oh, yeah. and like the, the 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 portal, the entry point to the web and stuff like that. And and we had um, and we had um, the mix of the portal stuff, the content that we provided, communities and stuff and blah blah whatever. And then we had the search, which I was managing. And and the goal of the search engine was to send people to the right information out on the web. So my benchmark was I want people to stay as few, you know, have as few pay views per user session as possible because the logic, of course, being that the fewer pay views per user session, the quicker people found what they were looking for, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was the logic anyway. And, and, and on the portal side of business, they had the complete opposite uh, benchmark, of course, because they wanted people to stay there to read as much content. So they wanted many page views per, per, per user session, more time spent on the site. So we had, you know, you know conflicting uh, benchmarks for, for these two parts of the site. And, and the guys at the portal constantly came to me and said, oh, Miguel, couldn't we do this or couldn't we do that? You know, we want to keep the visitors on, you know, our portal for a longer time. And I was like, no, because if we do that, we compromise search quality. If if we start doing things like that, then maybe maybe what you suggest that I should put at the top is actually very good. But then when you ask me to do that, the next time you're going to ask me to put something there that's maybe not very accurate or maybe not very relevant or maybe not the complete best result, you know. And and then we're going to push it and push it and push it, and at, at some point we're going to end up with search results that are just not the best. And then then competitors are going to take over the search business. That's exactly, and, and the funny thing is, that's exactly how Google came to rule the world. That was because the old portals, the old search engines were making this mistake. They were, they, were, they were cluttering up the search results with their own content, trying to hold, on to pe- hold people onto their portals. So, so it's kind of, 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 of funny if Google is going to go around and do the same thing, same mistake in my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I, um, I, 
I'm not sure if they will make that same mistake. Uh, I think they're definitely experimenting with it. I hope they won't do that mistake. And I think it could be be, be uh, devastating for them in, 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 in the end if they decide to do that. Because, as I said, if they continue to put more efforts into trying to hold on to people instead of sending it to the most relevant information, then uh, they are going to end up with search results that are less than perfect. And that's going to make it much easier for any competitor, being Bing, being a new search engine, whatever. It's going to be much easier for them to break into the market and produce better search results. I mean, if Google is deliberately uh, destroying their own search results, it's going to be much easier to compete with them. Another side of it is that Google is also with this essentially undermining the unwritten contract between search engines and webmasters because we're essentially letting Google exploit, commercially exploit our content for free in the exchange of some relevant traffic, right? So, I mean, that's always been kind of like the deal. You know, we let Google crawl our websites, essentially stealing our content, using it for commercial use, but we get some relevant traffic in exchange, and that's a fair deal. If we're not going to get that relevant traffic in exchange. If Google is just going to grab our our content um, and even, as you say, structured content and use it to present the answers on their own website so we don't get that traffic, so we don't get the credits for producing that content. We don't get the conversion from producing that content. If we don't get that, well, why should we give it to Google? Then, then why should we essentially let Google crawl outside? Um, so I, I think it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, it could escalate into a conflict where we would see webmasters being much more selective about what they want to give to search engines, and I'm not sure that's going to be good for 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 the search experience uh, altogether. Um, and and again, it could fuel the power to a competing search engine to 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 take over more more of search, of course. Yeah, think about the customers and what you know, the the uh, searchers and what they want, what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean that's essentially the problem. Once you introduce the the idea that we want to keep people on our side, we want to you know hold on to them and, and be an answer machine instead of a search engine, then you introduce a a monster that can potentially destroy your search results. That that that's really that's really uh, uh, that's really it. Anyway, now the studio is actually telling us that we need a commercial break. So I think maybe maybe we changed the format a little bit in 2014, and I wasn't totally aware. I'm sorry about that. But now we will have a commercial break, so please welcome our sponsors. Uh, we will be back in just a couple of minutes. Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. <laughs> Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I signed us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. 
To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Marketing Nirvana. Let us help you discover the keys to success in your internet marketing. Marketing Nirvana. On demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, back to Strike Point. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back to Strike Point. We are live again. It's March 2014, and with me today I have Anne Kennedy. Anne Kennedy, sorry. Um, my name is Miguel Dimib. Welcome back. Anyway, um, we were just talking about um, how Google may or may not turn o- take over the, um, the, the the search results pages and put uh, content in. And I just wanted your last words on on, on this end. And where, where, do you think they're going to make that mistake, as I think it is, uh, of, of cluttering up <laughs> the results, so to speak, with um, with their own stuff? Or do you think they're going to kind of avoid that? I think right now it's very hard to get an organic link onto the front page of Google. If you pull up a result, uh, say, sushi restaurant, which I had somebody do at a, at a conference last week, and it was, first there was all the carousel across the top, then there was the map, then there was a Wikipedia link, a Yelp link, and a City Search link. There were no organic links. Whether I, I don't know whether they've thought it through to the extent that you have of how this could come around to really be a, a bad thing for them, but it certainly does uh, make it more difficult for marketers. And as a marketer, my question is always, how am I going to get my clients in, and my sites into that space, whatever Google's space has. So I think that's what we need to think about as marketers. But whether they're going to carry it fully out to the kind of end that you described, um, I don't know. That that's, leaves a lot of opportunity. You're right. For some new search engine that will make uh, uh, results for the for the users. Which is... You know, when, when, it's ironic, just one last thought, it's ironic because what Google has always said is they're, they're building this for, their, for, the, uh, for the searchers, for the users. They want to give them the information they're seeking. And so it's kind of ironic in a way. Yeah, it, it, and, and, and I, I, I think that, you know, if, if they go wrong with this, they, it, it, it may be because they're arrogant, because they think they can actually give the answers, uh, uh, the best answers, because they can give better answers than giving people a link, sending them to a website where the answer is. Um, but I do think that is kind of arrogant. And, and I think if it is because of that, that arrogance is going to kill them because they're not always going to get the best answers. They're not always going to get the best links. But at least if they claim that they provide the answers and they're the best, they're responsible. So, so that's one part of it. That arrogance is is, is dangerous. But also, I, you know, when, when I look at my crystal ball, <laughs> trying to determine what's going to be the future of search and SEO. I always try and look, and, and, and so far it worked out really well, I always try and look at it from the perspective of the user. Because essentially, as you point out, Google makes a product that the users have to like. You know, If they don't create great search results, uh, someone else is going to come around and make better search results and essentially take over the users. That's how, how it works. Uh, and I don't think that this strategy of filling up search results with their own content long-term is going to be the best way to produce the best search results. So I think, I, I think just based on that, I hope and I, I think they're not going to fully go that way. So I don't. I, so I'm not so pessimistic about it. I hope that Google is going to wake up and, and forget about the arrogance and and, and essentially uh, uh, tone this down at least. You know, um, a lot. So I'm not. I'm not so afraid of it. Anyway. Um, there was also another uh, uh, interesting uh, uh, topic that came up uh, this uh, this uh, week about um, about Google, and uh, it's about Google uh, ex employees, and and the question was just brought up about why is it that we never seen a case of a ex Googler that have revealed. The secret source of Google, you know, maybe put out in a book or blog post, or maybe maybe exploited in in their new work as an SEO. 
because a lot of the ex-Googlers are actually working as SEOs today. And of course, when I talk about Googlers, I'm talking about specifically Googlers who worked with the, with the index, so typically in, in the quality team. Um, so Barry, White, uh, or Barry Schwartz from uh, SEO Roundtable, he actually uh, uh, called up a couple of the ex-Googlers that are now working as SEOs and, and asked them the same question and said, why haven't you exploited, you know, whatever you know about Google, the secret source of ranking, you know, and uh, and they came up with you know, pretty lame answers, I would say, the, the the answers you would expect, you know, things like, oh, we can't do that because of the Google NDA, or uh, we think it would be unethical, or we don't think it's really the way that you should do SEO, it's not about tricks, it's about long-term building good content, blah, 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 all that usual thing. And I was thinking when I was reading this, the same thing that I know a lot of colleagues of mine was uh, thinking as well. Well, the real answer is not that. They may like the image they get from standing out as someone that knows the secret source of Google. But the, but the fact is that I have never met anyone at Google. And I met quite a few and also very good and talented engineers, but I never met one single person at Google that knew as much about SEO as I do. And as many of my, my good colleagues do, so it's not just me, any of my good, uh, many of my good SEO colleagues do, because essentially that's not what Google do. Google and the people working at Google, they spend their life building a search engine. I spend my life marketing. It's two different trades. <laughs> so just because so. you it's just just because you worked at Google doesn't mean that you're a great marketeer. <laughs> you know, of yeah. course they know they know something about you know certain aspects of Google and have, have access to internal uh, tools and all that stuff. But they're not marketeers necessarily just because they worked at Google. <laughs> well, so I think you've hit on an interesting topic here because so marketers like you and me. We're supposed to be uh, figuring out how to how to. We're supposed to know our media really well and know how to use it to the benefit of the people that hire us to do that, right? So the point of being um, a search marketer was we had to know the search engines really really well. But I think a lot of us got sort of sidetracked into wanting to know all the intricacies of the algorithm and. I know one term that we used to say a lot is, and we still do, is we don't go around chasing the algorithm. You know, that's not worth it. There are better ways to market your product. But I think a lot of, of uh, people in the SEO business do just that. And maybe that's why they get so um, interested in any ex-Googler, you know, tell us what's latest in the algo, you know, which, which little tweak can we take advantage of. But even if you are chasing the algorithm, and, and for certain trades, like the most competitive trades online, you need to do that still. But e e even if you are trying to chase the algorithm, the thing is still, I would say that most advanced, experienced SEOs know more about Google's algorithm than anyone at Google. <laughs> because from an SEO point of view, because, yeah, Google and, and the engineers at Google, they surely know more about how their algorithm produces good search results. But I know from an SEO and from a marketing point of view how I can manipulate it. And exactly. I'm using that word. I can manipulate it to my benefit. I know how I can take a site from position 5 to position 3. A Googler may not know that because it's not interesting for them to know how you can take a site from position 5 to, to position 3. It's not interesting to them because it doesn't matter. What matters to them is that when you do a search, the result is good, you know, and, and most of the links are good links for, for, for the keyword search. But to me, it matters to be number three instead of number five. I want to be number one. <laughs> that yeah. matters to me. And that's my focus. So, so the focus is just different. So, so the whole question, of course, is kind of ridiculous, uh, but, but, but it was an, an interesting discussion that came out of it, I think. Yeah, I think also with the, the people who were really in the know on the quality team, um, uh, they, of course, have, have a, a uh, intense exit interviews when they leave, and uh, I, I, I have heard, I do not have it documented, that they, in one way or another, are kept on the payroll, so their confidentiality in their contract maintain, is maintained. Um, so you're not going to get much out of them. No, but, yeah, of course they do have an NDA, uh, and, 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 you know, they're honest people, most of them anyway, I think mm -hmm. so. Oh, I believe so too. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so. You know, so of course they're gonna, you know, just just from that. But I think 
I think the real and important answer is that even if you worked for several years at the Google quality team, I mean, even Matt Cart, if he decided to leave Google tomorrow and he, he, he didn't have any NDA, which of course he would have, uh, and started working as an SEO, I'm sure he would get tons of clients. <laughs> but oh, yeah. but he, he would not necessarily be a better SEO than many of the SEOs on the market right now. In fact, he would probably, you know, there would probably be some of the SEOs uh, on the market that is much better than him uh, because that's what we've been doing for the past <laughs> 10, 15 years, something. <laughs> uh, and, and those SEOs uh, would not be as good as he is at chasing down the spam, the spammers. No, but I mean, essentially, that's not what, but, but, no, I spend my time doing. I spend my time trying to market a site. I'm not, exactly. I'm not trying to. You know, it's it's, it's a different, if a different uh, game. And I even had this discussion directly with Matt Cotts uh, uh, a couple of times actually at conferences where we were on the same panel discussing some issues. Uh, sometimes even spam, spam issues, but also duplicate content and other issues. And and I remember one time we had a very specific discussion about this. And 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 I think we are more or less agreed on the fact that a long way down a long way down the road we can agree on a lot of things. You know, we both want to make search better. We get more people searching, so we get more good referrals and all. You know, so there's you know a lot of things we can agree on, but then somewhere somewhere down the road uh, it, it splits because somewhere down the road for Matt Cards and for Google it's about producing good search results. For me, it's about getting most marketing value. So let's say that Google, that's, you do a search for um, for iPod accessories or something, and you have a web shop and I have a web shop that are selling iPod accessories, and our, both of our websites are equally good from all you know objective factors, equally good. From Google's point of view, it doesn't matter if your website or my rank, website rank number one. But from my point of view, it matters. I want to be number one. <laughs> you know, you I want to. I, I want to beat you. I want. You know, you're my competitor. I want to be number one, and you should be number two. And so, so, so there is a difference between being an SEO and being a search engine. <laughs> and 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 that different perspective, of course, reflects in 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 how we spend our time the last many years, what we've been studying, what we've been testing, you know, all that sort of thing. So so we become SEOs and they became uh, search engineers, <laughs> which yep. is a different thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to have a very quick um, commercial break now and then we're going to have, I think, about 10 minutes or something left of the show. And uh, so I'll see you in just a couple of minutes. Please welcome our sponsors. If we can get that button to work, ah, that machinery. I don't know if the studio is with us. <laughs> Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. <laughs> Sign up for Conversion Conference San Francisco, March 17th through the 19th. Brasco from WebmasterRadio.fm here, inviting you to the biggest ever conversion conference in San Francisco. It's the only digital marketing conference that's entirely focused on getting more web visitors through your conversion funnel. Join your colleagues and learn from leading conversion experts like Tim Ash, Brian Eisenberg, and Bart Schutz. Bring your entire team and see what difference these three days with the world's best conversion optimizers can do to your revenue and bottom line. Come to Conversion Conference, where top companies get ideas and strategies for more effective websites and online campaigns. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get a $150 discount on their pass. Simply register online at ConversionConference.com with promo code WMFM or click on the Conversion Conference logo on the WebmasterRadio.fm website. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, a fitness writer, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Like many of the million people who are living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every single day. And sometimes my nerves are so raw that if you brushed up against me in an elevator, I'd scream. I can't sleep at night from the pain, and sometimes the spasms in my legs are so intense they will wake me up throughout the night. I've tried the strongest prescription medications available, and I'm going to tell you, they do not work. In fact, they leave me in a stupor, and most of the time, it's impossible to even live your life. Now, I've tried medical marijuana, and I'm going to tell you something, it works. 
If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Want to learn what it takes to drive truckloads of targeted traffic, convert the highest percentage of leads, and make the most money? Traffic leads money. On demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, back to Strike Point, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back to Strike Point and the final segment today, the first live show of 2014. My name is Miguel Demip, and with me today I have my very good friend Anne Kennedy. So welcome back. Thank you. We're talking about uh, Google uh, just be- before and how much ex Googlers can do, but uh, let's just uh, this last couple of minutes talk a little bit about what uh, the currently employed Googlers can do because it's been talked about over the years. Uh, we had it up on one of the big conferences in the U.S. some years ago. I think it was maybe six, seven years ago. Uh, the fact that Google is aggressively trying to drive more business, which of course is totally legitimate. Anybody should do that. Um, so the different sales teams at Google AdWords uh, are calling up businesses locally and, uh, and asking them if they can help them optimize their campaign. And of course, when Google say optimize, <laughs> they uh, mean getting more business out of the clients, which, again, I would say is totally legitimate. Google is a business and trying to drive more business with their product, uh, their good product, so I, I think that's totally legitimate. The problem is, a lot of times, I have experienced as the same way as other agencies around the world have, that um, Google is not as good as they claim they are. So they optimize clients' campaigns, clients' AdWords campaign in the most worst possible way. So, in fact, they, they, they very often, you know, I would say de-optimize them <laughs> to produce worse results than what they already had. There have been many, you know, examples internationally over the years, but just recently uh, I got my hands on a Danish uh, example that I described in uh, a blog post on my, my Danish blog. But I can repeat, you know, summary of it here. And basically this was a, a small uh, company, uh, like so many other companies in Denmark, um, running a, a therapy business. Um, so they were taking in clients uh, using AdWords. It's a very uh, uh, very dominant uh, media. I think they got about 80% of their new uh, uh, therapy clients uh, through AdWords. Very small business. They spent maybe, I think, something like three $400 a month. Very small budget. But they, they were making a business out of it. They were making enough money you know, to run their business. So Google came around, they called them aggressively, wanted to take over uh, optimization of the account, and finally the company agreed to do so. And to make the long story short, uh, very shortly after Google took over the optimization, uh, they got less and less uh, new clients. And in fact, it dropped uh, to um, only 25% of what they they used to get. So um, Google's optimization had, in fact, reduced uh, the business with 75%. I would say call that a very bad optimization. And not only that, but uh, Google didn't provide any help on getting this client back on its feet. Uh, luckily enough for this client, they, they knew me and called me, and, and, and it turned out that the, the original campaign was still was still there, so they disabled Google's campaign and, and activated the old campaign, and all the business came back. So they survived. But this business was actually almost closing down. <laughs> this small business was actually almost closing down because, I mean, who can survive with a 75% cut in business? And luckily enough, they, they, they knew me and they're still in business. But I mean, how many other small businesses are going out? And do Google, in fact, have you know some kind of, maybe not legally, but at least you know ethically, uh, uh, responsibility not to oversell uh, and, and, and to help you know, clients not you know, suffer from, from, from the help that they should get? Indeed. That's a very sad story. I'm glad you were able to save them. Yeah, and in fact, this, it was actually very easy for me to do that. All it took was, was for me to say, hey, is your original campaign still there? You know, maybe you know, just try and uh, enable that and disable it. It was a very simple tip that any, 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 any search marketing person would, would you know, 
be able to provide. But this was a small company they don't know much about AdWords. But they, you know, still, they were actually able to set up their own campaign. They, they originally set up their own campaign just based on a couple of tips that I gave them. You know, it's a good friend. I gave them a couple of free tips to how to set up the campaign and how to optimize it just a little bit. I'm sure that that campaign could have been much optimized, much better optimized than what they did themselves. So maybe that's what Google saw when they looked at the campaign. Hey, there's a campaign. It can be optimized. True, it could, I'm sure. But nevertheless, this client actually managed to set up this even poorly optimized campaign good enough for them to have a business. They, you know, they actually had a small business or, or the person had a small business making a living, you know, going to work every day, <laughs> paying the rent. <laughs> it was a business. And, 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 and Google's optimization almost destroyed that. And, and I think that's very tragic. Uh, and I think Google should take a little more responsibility on that. Uh, I don't, I don't uh, expect Google not to do sales. I don't expect them not to you know, be aggressive with their marketing. They should be. You know, that's fine. They have a business. But they should also take some responsibility, especially because they are such media as they are. They are such a big company. They should take responsibility. So, so do they want to send their uh, AdWords people to AdWords training more? <laughs> maybe. Maybe they should. Um, you know, I, I, I'm sure that there are a lot of Googlers uh, a lot of Google employees that are really good with AdWords optimization and that can do really great stuff for, 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 for clients. I'm not saying they can't do that and, and they're all shit, but you know, I can I can definitely say that there's some of them that are not doing a really good job. I mean, let's face it, if you have an AdWords campaign that are doing okay, let's face it, it may not be super optimized, it's doing really okay, it's producing business to you and you take that campaign and you optimize it to the level where 75% of your business goes away, nobody, nobody with even the slightest understanding of AdWords should ever optimize any campaign this bad, you know, <laughs> and definitely not anyone representing Google, you know. I mean, it's okay if you do your best work and your campaign doesn't get better, but it should definitely not get worse, you know, like that. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 that's ridiculous. Uh, uh, so, so I mean, nobody should expect that from, 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 from anybody, and especially not from Google. Um, yeah. And again, but a good, and again, Google could have some, you know, uh, uh, solve this by helping the Google back on the feed again, as I did in this case. The Google could have provided that service. Everybody would have been happy. Anyway, I can hear on the music in the background that we are running out of time. It's the stick, you know, they're whipping it out. Um, and it was a pleasure to have you. Uh, I hope that you will um, be back with us one day soon again. Oh, I'd uh, love that. So, um, thank you very much, Anne. Thank You're you. You're most welcome. You. Thank you. I hope to see you all next week again. Bye. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.